When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. It's time for the Jeremy Paul Show with your hosts, Mark Stafford and Jeremy Paul. Jeremy Paul Show. Oh, that always gives me a smile, that tune. It always gives me a smile because it means the great man's joining us from across the ditch in Australia. Uh, he's the Kiwi born ex Wallaby, um, and it was so cool to have him in studio with us uh, a couple of weeks ago after the Blizzlow. JP, very good afternoon from New Zealand. Kia ora, bro, and it wasn't that great of a time like <laughs> coming on after that. <laughs> After that performance, um, oh no, it was awesome. It was so good to get back to New Zealand. Um, over in daylight savings over here, so we had to rearrange times and meetings and all that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm back on the air, bro. I'm back on the air. And so, you picked um, up a nice uh, bit of flu in New Zealand to take back to Australia with you. Oh, mate, I was. We lost the footy and I got sick. It was just <laughs> rubbish. Had a good time with Pakaranga Rugby, though. You know it, boys. I'm sure you're listening. I'm oh. sure you're still recovering, too. Yes. Big recovering. Big recovering. Um, Big recovering. Uh, we've asked for questions for you, mate. They've come in. The questions have come in for you. Um, do you know who RuPaul is? Because they're asking if you're related to RuPaul because you look similar and you dress the same. Wow. <laughs> who is that? That's Barry. That's from Barry. Right? Oh, Barry. Baz, stop that. <laughs> no, man, I wish. It'd be good to have a rich uncle. Yeah, it would. Hey, uh, another one, which is a really good question. This is from Mikey, uh, saying, question for JP. With so many World Cups coming up, does JP support New Zealand in any other sports, or is it Aussie all the way? Oh, look, I, great question, actually. Um, I, look, I, I'm a bit... Bit impartial, really. Look, with the rugby league, um, and obviously with the women's rugby world cup happening over at the moment, um, very proud of how the Wallaroos went actually in their mm. opening game against the uh, uh, against the All Black side. And um, I mean, to get out to such a cracking lead, and it was great to see a couple of sevens players playing as well. Um, it just shows that if we if we have that experience and um, you know that extra high caliber of player. Uh, I think we can really develop the women's game here in Australia. But, yeah, in in the rugby league, I, I do have a soft heart for the, for the Kiwis. Um, like, you know, we've seen some amazing upsets, haven't we, over the last 20 years on Fox Sports over here in Australia, like your Sky Sports. Um, they've been playing some of the classic rugby league games. And mm. It just seems the Kiwis always have shown up in the big games, um, whether or not, you know, the, the Australian side of the kangaroos have just sort of gone in there thinking that it was, it was theirs to, to sort of have rather than playing to win. And it was just, yeah, some of those big games like World Cup and, you know, Tri-Nation games and, yeah, look, the Kiwis have always shown up. But, no, I, I do 
especially in my cricket. I've got to go for Australia in the cricket with the ICC T20. Mate, massive controversy over here too with Steve Smith. Seems to He seems to be on the outer. Whether or not his game is actually, you know, sort of conducive to T20 cricket. Um, yeah, it's, mate, I, it's, just, it's an absolute pleasure of sport, right? Like just absolutely loving the coming the coming weeks of sport. Yeah, and through talking to you over oh, the last few months, actually, you're a massive follower of rugby league. We're, we're so excited and the anticipation around um, this Kiwi side on this side of the ditch and the Kangaroo side. Um, the unfortunate thing is they can't meet in the final. They're going to meet either in the quarter or the semi because that's the side of the draw. And the other side will looks like it will either be England or Samoa. But um, potentially the best game is going to be a semi-final Kiwis and Kangaroos. Um, I think this is the best Kiwi side we've seen for a while, JP. Mate, and, and this is what I was talking about the other week, bro, when we were talking about um, when I said, look, IRB, you better watch out. Like, mm. because here is a wonderful product. Because it, international international rugby league has always struggled because of the rules surrounding the eligibility and to play state of origin. So now we're seeing in, um, like, you've you got someone like Luke Carey, who is a double premiership winner um, with South, with the Roosters, uh, or triple, I think, and he is the 5 for Ireland. So you've got, or Lebanese, the Lebanese side, the Lebanon side, you've got Michael Checker, who's coaching rugby league. What about that, bro? Like, I sent I sent Checker a message message before he went over i said mate good luck mate i i think you'll kill it personally um and you got guys like mitchell moses and um adam dewey who's uh the west tigers 58 the the nrl is is the breeding ground for international rugby league because that's really like that's the level right to get into the nrl is the level of rugby league it's the best competition in the world so therefore it's a it's a fantastic breeding ground or production line for international rugby league it's just mate they've killed this rugby league have killed this in terms of where it's going to go and i believe like you look at samoa joseph sawali arguably one of the greatest sort of finds in 2022 this year. He's not 18. 18. And the kid has, like, already got superstar written all over him. Look, Australia's always going to be strong. And then you've got New Zealand, like Dylan Brown. I think he'll be the key, the six. I think he'll be the key to the Kiwi side this year. Because it always, mate, it always comes down to your halves, your spine. It comes down to your fullback, your six, your seven, your nine. So... Um, oh, look, I think the Kiwis are a great chance. Mind you, I don't think England are as good a chance, especially with that Samoan side. You've got Jerome Luai as well playing at seven. So you've got the calibre of players that have been playing in the NRL Grand Finals and Final Series all being a part of this Rugby League World Cup. Uh, and, and then you throw the emotion in of playing for their for their countries that of not necessarily birth, but... Their parents' culture. I look, you know, I was born in New Zealand, um, and obviously moved to Australia, and was fortunate enough to play for the Wallabies. But we're so proud of my Maori heritage, and um, you know, I'm a Mozzie, Maori Aussie. So 
you, you look at these players that are playing for, particularly in the Pacific Island side, like Jason Tomalolo, like David Fafita playing for Tonga. Mate, they're going to be a cracker side too, mate. It's a, mate, it's a lottery, this Rugby rugby League World Cup. But I, I think I think the winner out of this whole thing is going to be Rugby League itself, International Rugby League. Is there hype? In, in, like it, it's pretty big over here in New Zealand for the Kiwis. And uh, bearing in mind we have a T20 Cricket World Cup coming up. We're in the middle of the Women's Rugby League World Cup. But the Kiwis uh, are getting a lot of press and, and a lot of hoopla. Is it, is it the same for the Kangaroos over there? Or is it being dwarfed a little bit by your cricket? No, 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 it's massive. No, no, it's massive here, mate. No, it's massive. And I think it's sort of, it's funny, like the, the AFL trading period, because the AFL have actually, made they've killed it, like in terms of their draft system. Um, and they've now turned it into basically like, you know, have you ever seen the NFL draft system? Like where yeah. they, you know, like your number one pick is going to, you know, the Houston Rockets. Like it's, it is that big. And in terms of, you know the trade, and it's 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 actually quite a spectacular event um, in itself, and 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 everything's dictated by pay TV, right? And so because the AFL just signed a four point five billion dollar deal with Channel Seven and Fox Sports uh, for seven years, so they're going to plug that. But for rugby league to be right up there. And, of course, the crickets here in Australia, I think that will build up with the marketing from uh, Cricket Australia. But in terms of the, the Rugby League World Cup, it's still quite an unknown thing. But I think that there's a bit of excitement after the last one and how Tonga almost beat Australia in that semi-final where David Fafita just almost crashed over in the last 10 seconds. I think I think now when they look at the sides and they look at the spread of the, of the talent from the NRL, in this competition, oh, mate, I, I think this product is going to be a cracker. I really do. I'm, mate, I'm pumped for it. I think it's going to be great rugby league. Yeah, I do too. Um, rugby's never far from our minds in New Zealand, and even though it is NPC semi-finals time, uh, earlier this week, JP, they named, and this has caused controversy, calling it an All Blacks 15, and people saying that that name's too... Uh, too steeped in history to to give the B team or the second team the All Blacks moniker, but they've called it the All Blacks 15 and a lot of controversy, particularly around Sean Stevenson <clears throat> not making it, So, um, which w- defies belief really for a lot of people. There were some other players that haven't made it. Peter Gus, who was uh, in the early All Blacks team, Kurt Eklund as well, very yeah. fine hooker. But Yeah, uh, what happened with him? Yes, like I thought he was one of the best back rowers in Super Rugby. Like, I mean, we don't know what's happening off field though, do we? Like, no. that's that's the that's the interesting part. But sorry, man. Yeah, no, that's right. Well, Ford's coach Jason Ryan's come out and said, look, the door's not closed, but it was a different selection panel that picked him in the first place. So he was basically saying this selection panel don't see him as good enough. So, um, be interesting to see how Peter Gus reacts to this. He's on holiday now. He'll go back into preseason with the Chiefs, and um, you know, I think the whole country's really hoping he makes it impossible for them him not to come back into the reckoning. But I know a guy that you rate highly, you've always liked, is George Bridge. Now, he's just announced he's off. He's He hasn't made either the All Blacks or the uh, All Blacks 15, and he's off to Montpellier at the end of this NPC, which is possibly only two weeks away. And um, is, is, this, is this a shock, or is this just a sign of the depth of New Zealand rugby? Mate, it's a sign of the depth. It really is. Like, you, you, you really could. But when you're in a situation where you've got the opportunity to pick three or four players, because <laughs> you, because you've got to look at. You, there's three things you've got to look at. Like when you, when you look at players that are coming through the system, number one is 
position specific. So you got to look at what their position is. So, for example, a hooker, uh, line-out throwing, scrummaging. Um, you, you look at how they are with their own position and their skill acquisition for that position. Then you, then you look at the time and space they create for themselves. So when you see young players coming through and you go, wow, oh, my goodness, he had so much time. Or he allowed himself to put himself – or he put himself in a position which created space, like in terms of uh, his running lines or, you know, he he was able to uh, arrange people outside of him. So his talk, his his vision in front of him, because this is all happening in, in seconds, right? So it's that creating that time and space. And then the last bit is that X factor. And so these are the three sort of core um I suppose, elements that you need when selecting a player to go on to like a, a B side because you know their development is going to happen in the next sort of two to three years. So the thing for Peter Gus, like, I mean, look, he, he he's he's worked his absolute butt off to get into the Chiefs this year and had a, an, an incredible season. Um, as I sort of alluded to when I was talking about Dalton Papali'i as well, is we, you, you then need to see backup seasons like that where they're playing at that level so if Peter Gus comes back and and plays at that level um and obviously he'll probably need to increase that by sort of 10 to 20 percent and he'll do that because of the experience he's got from this year and a little bit of drive right not being selected look you can never shut the door on, on any player that played that well this year but um particularly if he if he makes the noise he did he did this year, but, like, but I, I think it's just a true reflection on the depth in New Zealand rugby. And when you look at selection panels, those are the sort of things, particularly from a recruiting point of view, like when you're looking at young kids coming through, those are the three determining factors that you will always look at. And I think um, because once they develop those things, like if they, you know, position specific, you you take that out of their game, then they're able to bring in that extra bit with regards to time and space and, you know, the X factor side of things. So say like a young hooker with Dane Coles, I remember um, in 2008, I'd retired and Sterling Mortlock had signed with the Rebels. And um, he said to me, he goes, mate, oh, have you seen any young hookers? And I said, back in 2008, I said, mate, there's this good young kid I saw in NPC come off the bench for Wellington. I think his last name's Coles. <laughs> I saw this kid like, yeah, yeah, no, I saw him back in 2008, um, 2008, 2009 it might have been. And I, I, I'd only seen two of his games and he, he nailed all three of those things. Like his, his, his X factor obviously was his speed and his ability to get around the field. But, you know, just to be in that time and space and put himself in there and he had a good throw, good scrummaging. So, you know, it, it, these are the sort of things you look at. And I, and I think when you've got such a great production line in New Zealand, um, you know, there's, there's difference that you, like when you look at those three elements, then you kind of can, predict where they're going to be in the next two years as well if they continue with that development so look I, I i wouldn't think it's personal over there i think it's more to do with the plethora of riches mm. and one last one we've got one and a half minutes left um we talked to a guy jackson Pugh. he's playing number eight for auckland in the npc he's out of the western force program born and raised in perth he's 22 i think something and i put to him about Maybe a couple of the Eastern, so maybe a New South Wales team, a Queensland team, join the NPC. Kiwis can play for them. Aussies can play for us. He he really embraced that, and he said it's important for Australian rugby. Do you think that could slash should happen? 
Bro, I've been saying for a long time we needed a national competition and we have seen, like, Debrasini who's just signed for the Brumbies and played over in NPC. Andrew Callaway went over there and played. There's probably another half a dozen names that I could rattle off that ended up coming back and it's no surprise. They came back 10 times the player. Like, you need a national comp, but we just have two staunch of club sides, mate, like here, uh, here in Australia, which, mate, it's been an absolute like debacle and trying to organise something, whether or not there's finances. But, you know, we we did hear the, which I did mention earlier in the, on the show this year, bro, about, you know, potentially the, the chairman is looking at separating from New Zealand rugby. <laughs> That's just crazy. Oh, look, I get the, I, I, I understand it, look, in terms of wanting to concentrate here, but any sport in the world, man, if you, if like, if you're soccer, if the A-League had the chance to play with Man U each week, like, your players are only going to get better for the experience. Like, because that's the level. Once you get to play at that level and understand that level and you're constantly playing it, you know, each week, you, you then get an understanding of where you need to be. So, but if we could have anything like that, that would be amazing. But I, I continually say to young guys, man, you want to learn rugby, go over to NPC, roll your sleeves up. Don't worry about payment. Go there for free if you have to. Get a job. Do what you have to do to play in that competition. Awesome, JP. Way over news time. Uh, thanks for chatting, bud. We'll catch up again next week. Can't wait for the cricket, bro. There's another one for the Australia team. Up the black caps. Get rid of them, Sam. Get rid of them. We'll go to news. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.